0: The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever.
1: And welcome to the SWP. What it is, what it is. It's a show with episodes every single weekday, delightfully crammed with tales of Ottawa sports and whatever. Sometimes whatever completely takes over. Steve Warren, along with Jim Jerome, schmoozing it up once again. James, how are things? You read that? Or do you know it off by heart now? What's that now? Tales of whatever, that little intro you do. Uh, I got I got a little point forms. Yeah, there we go. Just sort of little words here as I go that kind of provide the skeleton for my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Hey, you got, there's some new glasses. Yes. They're okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to yesterday's episode, Jimmy's a little sensitive, but his new yeah. glasses, people aren't as excited about excited. them as he yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: It's all about the cash, like I said, Stevie. Yeah. Uh, Listen, Stevie, I don't know. I, I want you to do this today, and everyone listening, I want you to go do this, okay? I've got a four-slice toaster. Yes, sir. Okay, the four-slice, double-handle, Stevie, right? Two on each. And, right? Push them down. Uh, I've had it for, I don't know, forever, I guess. Um, It works, you know? Put it down. You hear the little radiator thing? Heating up the toast, Steve? Sure, sure. So uh, my old place, Stevie, I had a... I had a sort of a, a marble granite black, brown and black pattern counter, which was fantastic because you never see a speck of anything, right. nothing. Okay, so this one is a plain color, light color, Stevie, and every little bread crumb, Stevie, okay, shows up on the counter, and it dry, I'm a little OCD, and it drives me bananas. Okay, oh. It drives me bananas. I got to wipe it off. I decided to turn my toaster. I plugged it, Stevie. I decided to turn it upside down because. Every time I moved it, you know, you just move it over there to, you know, so you can get the butter close. Okay, crumbs would would fall on the counter. So I turned it upside down, Stevie, after it's for sure a 12-year-old toaster. Oh. Okay, that's never been turned upside down. All right. It looked like a pile of cat litter. Okay. <laughs> what I, oh boy. <laughs> I bet you've never turned your toaster upside down. Everyone just leaves it. Well, it's got that a little tray project. that you
1: can open up and you can clean it out every once in a while. No, there's
0: no tray. There's no tray on this one. What? It's
1: pas de tray. No tray. I haven't hmm. looked at it that closely, but maybe. he's taking so. take it out in the yard and dump it on the grass.
0: Then You right. have to worry about and cleaning it up at all. Game. You shake
1: the hell out of it and it doesn't matter wherever. You do it in the kitchen, it's just, it just gets everywhere. So you have done it.
0: I said, I bet no one's done this. The first guy I asked has done it. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: well, I'm the only guy who hasn't emptied his toaster in 12 years.
1: I've done it in the no, past. I, I
0: haven't done it lately. No, I've never done it. Yeah. T- until. You then. know what's I a did. it's a
1: worse exercise than that, though? Is this guy. The old keyboard. Taking that. Oh, God, don't tell me. You know. Turn it over. Like sometimes, especially in sort of uh, public settings, where you have multiple people, like at uh, TSN 1200, where you'd have four or five guys using the same keyboard every day. Breadcrumbs are, I'll take that all day. But the stuff that comes out of keyboards... I won't even mention it here right now because so many people listen to this podcast while having breakfast. It would disgust <laughs> you. Some of the stuff that I've knocked out. All right. The other one, Stevie. the other one, yeah.
0: I've got, um, uh, the, the best I can do. And I'm a big TV watchers. You know, the best I can do is, is four different remotes, which sounds stupid, but it's not as bad. So I've got the, I've got the cable that, you know, the cable company remote. Mm-hmm. Okay. That turns my TV on and my box at the same time. They finally synced that. So that's right. And then I got to use the TV one to flip it over from HDMI one to two when I'm going to watch Netflix, right? Right. So I got that one. Uh the other one is I have an Apple uh box for Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't use the 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 cable choice for Netflix TV because it's not HD. So I use oh. my Apple box. So that's it. Different remote. Looks like a little vape almost. the app, You know, those little Apple remotes from back yep. when you probably don't have one. And then I've got a sound bar, which you need a separate remote for with the surround sound. Okay. Have a look at those ones, Stevie, under a black light. The Ooh. remotes. Ooh. Okay. Have a look at the remotes while you're sitting. Well, I'm lying on my couch, like rubbing my face all the time. And then, you know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You're in the ear a little bit. Okay. Scratching. Yeah. Okay. All that, Stevie. All that. Okay. Maybe, maybe throw those under a little swab of alcohol. Okay, Steve. Now that I reminded you, the remotes. Well, especially the hotel ones. Oh Jesus!
1: Think about the hotel remote for two seconds, and think of what it's had to endure over the years. And if you got loose with a spray can of Luminol on that stuff, or the the bedspread and the sheets, Stevie. If you want to keep going, how the hell does anybody ever sleep in a hotel? (laughs) How? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A little romantic. Hey, my, me and my wife are going off for a little romantic interlude. Oh, yeah, you're going to yeah. a hotel, eh? I got five. Yeah. I could ruin that in five seconds by describing what's going on before you. Uh, you're going to go to a hotel
0: room where, for a romantic interlude and, and be, oh, I don't know, the 1100th
1: person that's gone to
0: that room to have a romantic interlude?
1: Yep. yep. Okay, yep. let's do that. Lying, yeah. in other, lying in other folks' filth. It's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, uh, we should jump uh, in here. What is a good time is it is a good time to be a Blue Jay fan. Holy cow. Yes. After, uh, I mean, really since backflip, Blue Jay fans have not been this excited. What a week this is. Six games to go. And uh, while well, we're recording this, before we know the results of Monday's stuff. Right. So we know that leading into this uh, this yankees J series, three-gamer. Right now, Toronto is one back of Boston and two right. back of the Yankees, who hold the first wild card. So it is going to get very, very good. And if the Jays do well, and keep in mind they swept the Yankees in New York about ten days ago, if they can win two or three from the Yankees. They're in great shape for a playoff spot because it's the sad sack Baltimore Orioles that await the Jays for their three closing games of the year. Right. So pretty exciting but, stuff.
0: Yeah, but they didn't they didn't uh they didn't sweep them in their last series, Steve, I don't think. I think Baltimore grabbed a game there. Right. Off. Toronto, but um
1: Oh, anything can happen love, for sure.
0: Yeah, love this. Love it, Stevie. Love it. So two wild cards, they play each other single game, right, Stevie?
1: The two wildcard team. That would be one game knockout. I think it's October sixth is when that game is scheduled for. Lovely. So, yeah. Although, you know, as the, the solace would be, obviously Blue Jays making it is a hundred percent of my desire, but the solace is it's probably Boston and the Yankees for a one game showdown. One of the oh, great no, rivalries Stevie. in no. all of sports. No. no, no, I'm, of course, I'm just, of course, I want the Blue Jays. I, I prefaced that comment, but I yeah. will still watch Boston and the Yankees if the Jays don't get there. In a one game showdown between the hated rivals, again, is there a better, I mean, there's certainly equal rivals, but are there any better rivals right, true. than the Yankees, true. Red Sox? Love that.
0: Dodgers, Dodgers, Yankees, maybe. Uh, Stevie, time for you to drop the cheer that everyone knows. All right. All right. Uh, no, what? Is, I, keep, I keep screwing keep up. You mean the Blue up.
1: Jays chant? You're still screwing that up? We did that at the yeah, end of last episode. Yeah, the Blue episode. Jays
0: chant. All right. Blue Jays.
1: Okay. Let's Blue play. Jays. Let's play ball. That's it. It's not let's. Let's play, play, ball, ball. Now, that would complicate it for you. Of course, there is that echo effect that, yes, that's there. But I want to make sure you just get the basics down first.
0: All right. Anyway, I'm all about the Jays. I'm all about yep. the Jays. Let's go. And
1: this week could go a long way to saying whether Vladimir Guerrero gets the
0: MVP or not. He kind of flattened out, man. He was on a tear there. Well, I mean, the season is a tear, batting over 300. I checked it this morning. Yep. Um, well,
1: he still need, he still has a shot, I think, at the triple crown. Does he not? I'll Going tell you what. The Stevie, final week.
0: We need Vladdy now. Is what we're okay. This is the te- this is the test. Okay. Because what happened is it crept. They were, they were looking no good, and then they won the f- whatever it was, 18 of 21 games or something to get right back in this thing. So now's the time, Vladdy. Bo, yeah. Bo, Bichette, Vladdy, Simeon doing his job. Okay, all the other boys, let's go. Yep. I still ball. say if
1: you win a triple crown and you take your team to the playoffs, that should give you a slight leg up on Shoei Otani. As amazing as he is, as unique as he is as a pitcher and a hitter, I feel like if you win the Triple Crown, and your team makes the playoffs, whereas Otani does not make the playoffs, I think that that should give you the edge as the American League MVP. But yeah, I don't. We'll show that or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't.
0: If this guy, you you cannot not give it to this guy. Stevie you said that before. No matter what you do, I don't care if Vladdy hits sixty in the next six games. You the, get the, the the dude gets it. The dude gets it. All right. Otani.
1: No, it's not unreasonable for sure. It's just such a unique story. There's no right. question about totally. that, but but you don't make the playoffs, that doesn't factor in for you at all. Not making the playoffs. I mean, how how truly valuable are you if you aren't helping lead your team to the playoffs? You're just going you're away. You're going to
0: tell this story, Steve, one day, right? I'll tell you I'll tell you why this guy's hands down has to get it. Cuz you're going to you're going to say in 20 years, you're going to sit down and tell your grandchildren. You're going to say well, this guy, he was a pitcher, and he, and he had hit the most home runs. And they're going to go, oh, grandpa's losing it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> grandpa's losing it a little bit. Because your grandkid will go, well, that's an, insane. That would be insane. Yeah. Grandpa's losing it. That's, that's, that's my point.
1: Right. Okay, he's getting it. Here are the stats. Got the stats in front of yes. me now. I probably should do that before we enter these conversations. But right now, as we speak on the Monday, yes. Vladimir Guerrero, he is two points off the batting lead in the American League. Okay. And then you look at the home runs. He is tied for the home run lead. Not with Shohei Otani, who's one off. It's Salvador Perez. Perez, yeah. Yeah. And then when you look at RBI. Yep. He is let's see RBI's,
0: here. by the way. Okay. I'm never going.
1: Oh. Uh, let's I didn't go. Realize, I didn't let's realize go. You- let's go.
0: We're not getting into that. Let's do.
1: I just—I didn't realize he'd fallen so far off. He's 12 off the pace. He's not getting the triple crown. Oh, my God. He's not even close, pal. No. Not even close. Not even close. Should have actually checked the stats before we jumped in. Shohei Otani is your American League MVP. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well done, Stephen. Well done. Well done. But it's going to be an exciting week for sure. And it's like with six games, you know, they got to get four. You got to get four, probably, right? You got a minimum 40 to reel in the Yankees and Red Sox. And certainly you gotta perform well against the Yankees. Yeah. Great great week. Anyway, I'll be yep. watching. Yep. I'll be watching. Alright, let's take a timeout on the program. When we come back, we'll talk a little NFL. Tom Brady going home this coming Sunday. Are you on hold right now with the insurance website you use for convenience? Just text me and see how much more convenient that is. I'll take care of the problem for you and maybe even save you a little money along the way. And you can go back to watching the football game instead. Text eight six zero six zero zero eight. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Yeah. Reignite your passion for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Take a test drive today and see all of the latest innovations available for all the new Ford vehicles and for your comfort. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle to your home or place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Nice. Now that is convenient. Yes. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or com. It's perfect for guys like us who just uh, prefer to just uh, have everything handed to us on a silver platter.
0: Right. Just deliver the car and handle all the money and everything. And just give me the keys.
1: Perfect. Exactly right. And who doesn't want that really when you get down to it? Looking back at Sunday in the NFL and Monday, of course, Monday nighter, we had uh, Eagles versus Dallas, but a couple of great games. I'm like, my God, Rams over the Bucks. Tampa Bay, defending Super Bowl champions. Suddenly, the Rams look really, really good again.
0: Yeah, I did, their ha- their head I didn't coach Sean. To Mc- you, by the way, sorry to interrupt. But I didn't yep. listen to you because I bet the Rams or I bet Tampa, and they were there. It was kind of even. It was kind of pick them. Tampa was uh, favored by a point or something. I right. should have listened to you. Take the points. Take the points.
1: Yeah. Well, it's getting. I should I should preface that because that whole take the points thing is more for the first couple of weeks of the season when we don't know very much. Right. After right. a couple of weeks, you do start to know things, and the odds makers are suddenly on top of things. So it becomes a little more of a crapshoot after the first couple of weeks, in my opinion. But, yeah, Tom Brady and the Bucs losing to the Rams. That was a hell of a football game, and the Rams look renewed. Sean McVay, their coach, who's who's been around three, four years in the league now, he's still the youngest coach in the league, and, and you can see it. Like the guy, when have you ever seen a professional football coach you know, he's got the sneakers going, got the kicks right. going. Sure. And so he's like in midfield and there's a long touchdown pass. And, and the first guy that congratulates the receiver is head coach Sean McVay. He like yeah. sprints down the sideline like <laughs> yeah, a maniac and jumps in there and he's the first to get to him. And it's a, uh, the guy's an interesting character for sure. They've had a couple of flat years, but I think uh, the acquisition of Matthew Stafford, may have changed the whole game for them. Stafford was in Detroit forever. And the lions, we all know they're a black cloud franchise. And I'll tell you another chapter in that in here, just a moment in the way they lost to the Ravens. But uh, suddenly they've got a real legitimate quarterback. And I think Stafford's a lot better than people gave him credit for because he was stuck in Detroit for so long. So that's pretty cool. And that Lions story how about the Lions finding a way to lose on the final play of a game? <laughs> saw that. <laughs> a 60. The NFL has never seen a field goal this long. Jason Tucker of the Ravens smashes one through from 66 yards out to beat the Detroit Lions on the final play of the game. The kind of thing that can only happen to the Lions. Yeah. Who, who are they playing? Miami?
0: Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Yeah. I, the reason I bring up Miami, because he had the big finishes. Uh, your buddy, your girlfriend, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, rips rips down the field with 27 seconds to go or 30, and, and they yeah. kick a fieldy uh, with three seconds left. Uh, I think Miami was in one back and forth, went into overtime. Uh, that was good. And then dude, dude clipping this the – he smashes it by several yards, doesn't he, Steve? Clipping the 66-yarder. Hits the yeah. post, right? Hits the post and bounces
1: over. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's Jason wow. Tucker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. I was, yeah. I was, before talking- you get away from it, though, I want to talk about that Green Bay finish because the 49ers, it might be one of those scenarios where you didn't want the 49ers to score. Like their fullback got a pass. I forget his name. Um, and, uh, he has Calardum, to, cra- he's, you know? he's crashing into the end zone. He's got five guys trying to prevent him from getting in there. That might have been one of those plays where the 49ers are probably saying, get down, get right, down. We're right. like first and goal at the two-yard line here. We'll probably smash this thing in. but Kill the clock. Yeah, exactly right? right. And so with about 30 seconds left, he scores. And even with no timeouts, that's still a little too much time for Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, he heads downfield and sets up Mason Crosby for the game-winning field goal. That, that too was a long one, over 50 well, yards. Well, kind of sets him up. Yeah, it was like a 50-yarder, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kind of yeah. sets him up. Anyway, bunch bunch of those finishes yesterday, bunch of close finishes. So,
1: coming up this weekend though, Brady returns home. Tom Brady going back to New England. You really should have a look at this neat promo NBC put together for Sunday Night Football this week. Yeah. It's Adele and Hello from the Other Side with
0: yeah, all the Tom Brady
1: stuff. I oh, thought was pretty well done, but it's going to be uh, an interesting reunion. And uh, Tom Brady seems like weekly he's setting new records. So going yeah. to be interesting. No, it's not,
0: Steve. It's okay. not. It Enough, okay? Enough of the Brady-Belichuk, okay, reunion, New England-Tampa, okay, all these stories. Are, you know, it's like, now, boy, radio show yesterday, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichuk, when we come back, you won't believe what he had to say about this thing. Mm-hmm. Bill, over to you. Yeah, I didn't want him to leave the team. No way! <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Because I thought you hated his fucking guts, and you wanted him to get out of New England, Steve. No. It's so boring now, Steve, that stop with the Bella. It's done. It's done. It's a Well, maybe give them one game against each other. They haven't played. Harry Sinden was on a radio show yesterday talking about he didn't want Ray Bork to leave the Bruins. Oh, no. Right.
1: Hey. Eh? Yeah. yeah, you can't let this thing go, right? It is a, it is the probably the first and only time they're going to face each other. So that's whatever, something.
0: whatever. Wow. Teams are different, the, the, I, I'm tired of it anyway. I'm tired of it. I'm not tired of Tom Brady. I love watching him, although he got drilled yesterday. But
1: I don't know if they got drilled, but they get, certainly got outplayed. And um, but you mean the, and the Patriots have already kind of showed with a pretty miserable record of seven and nine last year it kind of showed that Tom Brady was uh, somebody they may have wanted to hang on to. But...
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, but Bill Belichick, <laughs> okay. he did his
1: classic thing in the, you know, in the mass news conference. Yeah. Well, now yeah, we we'll get another game. Yeah. Uh, it's just another game for us. That kind of thing. But he has a radio show where he does let his hair down a little bit. He appears on a, I guess a Boston show and Obviously, the conversation naturally veers toward Tom Brady. And Belichick was asked about the relationship. And uh, he says no quarterback he'd rather have than Tom Brady. He was asked when that changed. He said it never changed. He said, I think we've been through all the dynamics of that. There were a lot of things. He looked at his options, Tom, looked at his options and made his decision. And we weren't as good an option as Tampa Bay was. So, I mean, you'll have to ask him about all of that. But that's really It was not a question of not wanting him, that is for sure. Right. Meanwhile, Tom Brady told various reporters, including the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, that there was no offer from New England. So who knows how it all went down, but for Bill Belichick's side of things, he never wanted the guy to leave, he claims. So it's a, I guess, a bit of a he said, he said thing. I still find the whole thing compelling. Do you really believe that New England didn't want to make a deal with Tom Brady? I don't. Well, according to Tom Brady, they didn't. Well, the problem is, is that when you talk about New England, it depends on who you're talking about. Because I certainly think there's a possibility that Bill Belichick wanted to move on from him. The owner, on the other hand, oh, what's his name? There, loves it. Loves loves himself a good massage. Uh, yeah, yeah, Robert Kraft. Thank you. He's a different story. Like, that guy wanted to adopt Tom Brady. He didn't want right. him going anywhere. So, right. Uh, when you say New England, I think there was a divide when it comes to the so-called brain trust.
0: Right, right. Something happened there, but yeah. anyway.
1: But you're not interested in the matchup at all
0: on Sunday, eh? Well, I'm just, no, no, I don't mind the matchup. I don't mind the match. It's just, it's just the whole story, you know? Okay, enough. Tom Brady's been gone for two years now, okay? Yeah. Enough of, be, yeah. Um, enough of what are your thoughts on Tom Brady leaving New England? Fuck that. Right. I don't know. It'll be the thousandth time I've heard someone on their thoughts. About it,
1: yeah, that's fair. I think I think I am transitioning to just Tom Brady going home. Yeah, New, Eng- no, New England cool. fans, what is what's the response from New England fans going to be? I assume it's going to be fairly good, but I don't know. I don't, I'm not I'm not a Patriot fan in New England to know if they're feeling like they were betrayed or are they feeling in the mode of "thank you, buddy, thank you for six Super, Bowl- or right. I, Super you know. Bowls or five Super Bowls." Um, it'll be interesting to see what the response level is. I expect it to be positive.
0: Yeah, they got to give it the the Ryder Cup moment, Stevie, where they cheer the guy on for what he's done. You know, for the for the city. Yeah, you know, for That'd the for the country. Actually, I'm, you know, we're we're lucky, Stevie. We grew up with with a Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Before we got <laughs> before we got brain damage, not to not to, not, not to understand what's in front of us. You know, so these are great times, man. These are great times.
1: Well, I mean, if, if you're of our vintage, we gotta, we, we we're seeing all the present day greats like a Tom Brady, but we also got to see Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky, even got in... Uh, you know, yeah Lebron Peyton. Yeah, but even when we were kids, we were looking at people like Guy Lafleur or sure. I mean, you saw Bobby Orr. I did not. I don't remember seeing a single game that Bobby Orr played ever live, right. but uh, but I certainly was collecting his hockey cards and stuff. And yeah, also. We got to see the Blue
0: Jays win the World Series. We got to see Mike Weir win the Masters. Uh, What's her name? Andrescu win the U.S. Open. Yeah,
1: cool. Yep.
0: Big big highlights. Big highlights for those of us who've been around the last
1: sixty years. (laughs) Yeah. And if you've been around that long, you will have seen the NHL in a number of uh, occasions come up with big new rules. You know, Uh we're going to crack down on this, or we're going to crack down on that. They're going to do it. They're going to try something new. They're going to crack down on cross-checking this year. So we'll get to that story coming up after these words. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So you need a big truck for your job? Well, Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice because along with being there for all your automotive needs, they're also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities. So whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck for you, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. So I'm watching Sens and Jets on Sunday night, and the league is cracking down on cross checking. I saw some of the even even to put the Ottawa Senators down to a five on three scenario. Right, guy cross in the penalty kill, a guy gets cross checked. Tweet, you're off in the box, and I could see that cro- that kind of cross check a thousand times last year without ever even being called. Now right. they're putting teams down five on three because of it. The problem okay. is the NHL does this all the time, Jimmy. They make these decisions. We're going to crack down on this, and here's what happens: the season starts, fans start complaining about the steady stream of penalties, guys going to the penalty box. So do teams. So does the media. The, the, the league goes, "Oh well, we got to stop." And by December, the whole thing's blown up. So right. I, sometimes I wonder why they ever bother. But it's not a bad thought. There's too much cross-checking.
0: Right. So I look at it this way: if if you want to if you want to fix this stuff, and we hear it every year, right? There's always, like you say, you know, we are got, got to crack down on this and safety and all this stuff, kind of stuff, right? So if you wanted to get rid of cross-checking, okay? Um, all you got to do, Steve, is call a bunch of cross-checking that wasn't really cross-checking, okay? So you're going to go over the top. You're going to go, you, what do you mean you're calling? Yeah, we're cracking down on it yeah but the guy didn't even cross chair yeah but he almost did okay so anyway off to the box it's like (coughs) excuse me if you don't want people to speed steve if you don't want people to break the speed limit um you know the way it is now you know photo radars come along okay so but but prior to that stevie people were breaking the speed limit because the cop would have some discretion you know we're gonna we're gonna set the needle at 66 uh kilometers an hour when you're only supposed to go 60 blah 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 if they don't want people to speed stevie wham photo radar and no tolerance you go 62 all you got to do is hand out a couple of tickets steve with someone who went 61 kilometers an hour okay they're gonna freak out they're gonna snap but no one will speed anymore it's the same thing with cross-checking you're gonna have to go over the top man you're gonna have to go over the top and not look for blatant cross-checking you're gonna have to make a couple of calls that won't be popular but send the message that it's like offside, Steve. Call, you know, if you don't if offsides are holding the game up or whatever, just just call a bunch of offsides when they weren't offside, okay? And I'll tell you what, guys will tighten up, you know.
1: I Well, they're slight- always going to call. They're always going to call offside one way or the other, but right. I know but, I know what you're saying. You using that as an example.
0: Yeah, if you want cross-checking out of the gate, you're going to have to you're going to have to call cross-checking when in the past that wasn't a penalty. Easy enough said, duh, you know? That's what we got to do, but you got you got to do it a lot. And they, and they never, they, they, they lose their nerve, Steve, after a while.
1: They lose yeah, because their nobody nerve. wants the delays, right? Like we had face-off violations in the preseason and they got away from that. We had visor violations and they got away from that. Like mm-hmm. just, oh, the, if you want this to change, that's good. That's fine. It's a safety right. issue. And you're probably going to get more scoring out of it. Like, let's be honest, the skill guys of the NHL usually have no interest in the physicality and if you if you if they feel more comfortable in the slot area, we're going to see scoring go way up because they'll they'll roll in there way more often rather than go in there and get maimed by cross checks. So right. it's probably a good thing. But
0: or the, to or your, the other to your point one. if
1: they don't if they don't stick to it, sticking to their guns is everything. They're just you know I, I feel like it'll fade like these other things have. Right. Or or the other the other way to do it is a
0: blatant cross checking has to become a bigger penalty. Okay, so I, I mean, I can't believe, um, you know, how severe that is cross checking a guy with the butt of your stick, you know, in, in, anywhere in the mouth, in the face, in the teeth, in the neck, right? you know, small of the back, I don't give a shit. I don't know. They all got bad backs anyway, I, you know, but, but up above the shoulders cross checking a guy. I am you know, I'm staggered with how minor that penalty is often, often. Yeah, there's you know, only one the cross check game, you know, one game. He just about broke his freaking spine.
1: What? Yeah. There's only one cross check that that actually is not that big a deal, and that's that one where the cross check is very much square to the guy's back, and you catch him kind of between the shoulder blades. It'll knock the guy down, but it doesn't really hurt. If you've ever played hockey, you've had that happen to you countless times. But any other one, it's bad. Like, if you get it low down in the kidney area and the ribs – uh, if you get it up around the oh, neck, God, that hurts. Like, oh, it's brutal, and <laughs> right. uh, you know, or on the side, like, and, and if you're not ready for it, on top of that, then it's really bad. Uh, so, I understand why they're cracking down on it, and I wish I could say I had faith they'd stick to things. Mm-hmm. And things might change, there then, but I don't. I don't believe that. So, we'll we'll see yeah. how it goes. But they're going to try, and right. it's going to drive everybody crazy in the preseason. Oh my God! I worked all day, and I came home to this. Fifteen penalties for cross checking? Right. Outrageous.
0: Right. right. But you're probably right. You you kind of just sign go, yeah, they've said that before. You know, yeah. They said that before, you know. Just yeah. just play the games. Play the games. Although the clutch and grabbing Stevie, remember? I mean, that they, they started calling that, right? The guy, I didn't even t- I know, but we got to call it. Okay. Yeah. And now they don't do it. There's or if less they of do it. Stevie, it's kind of funny. If they do, they what they're walking. Do you ever notice it? If they do, they walk They walk to the penalty box before the whistle's even blown. Like, you'll see the guy gets his blade and be, oh, fuck. And he just goes to the bench before the refs made the call. It works. Yep. It works.
1: I'm all for anything that is going to increase player safety. How can you not mm-hmm. be? You want to improve the game. You want to cre- increase scoring, if that's what you want to do. And I think you should want to do that. Uh, what's the deal with the goalie equipment? Like, when does that? Like, Matt Murray right. showed up to Ottawa senator camp Bigger looking than ever. And the guy, I, I bet the guy weighs 165 pounds, but he's just out there like the Michelin man. Why is that continued to be allowed? I mean, oh, the goalie goalie union is going to be all over me for saying that? But, right. I mean, who other than a goalie would object to smaller goalie equipment? Well, I,
0: I agree. It's actually funny. If you haven't looked at it, go, go online and, and look up close. Get some images of uh, a trapper. Yeah. You know, the blocker, not and of well, the blockers. I mean, it's bigger, wider, and all that shit. But look at the Trapper. It's like,
1: anyway, we talked about it before. Tony Esposito on his passing, I saw a bunch of pictures of him. And he wouldn't be classified as a tiny goalie in his day, right? Wasn't, no. he was never yeah. a big man. I, I get that. But he was never thought of as a tiny goalie. Compared to today's goalies and the gear, he's a tiny goalie. Right. It's unbelievable how much net there was to shoot at back then. And that was the one of the creme de la creme of the nineteen seventies in the NHL. Anyways, the um the Suspendables this week, the show you host with Russ Cortnell that I produce. Right. Has a very special guest on and Corey Hirsch. And you sent me his essay or his um his story and what is that again? The players tribune, tribune. I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, just it's from 2017, an article
0: from 2017. Um, just unbelievable. Tell me about it. Yeah, so uh, you know our shows do better when we have guests. We, we 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 get bigger numbers, and and guests are interesting, right? As great as I think I am, okay, it's always better when there's someone else not talking. And um, you know, between Russ and I, we've got the great Rolodex of guests, right? As you know, yeah. All you got to do is listen to back to some of the shows, and and Stevie makes them sound great, by the way. So Corey Hirsch, uh, you know, I've seen him, uh, heard of him, uh, as everybody has. You know, he's an Olympian. He was a, he was a, what I didn't remember was he won a cup with New York. He was a black ace, Stevie, one of the black aces, which is like the third string goalie. Um, Anyway, he's a friend of Russ's. But then I remember, uh, talk about this guy as an, uh, especially on the the mental health day that they have every year. Uh, I think it's Bell that, that is the, big machine behind that. And Corey Hirsch's name comes up all the time that he, he struggled with mental health. Uh, He's a friend of Russ's and he talked about uh, to me uh, via text saying that Russ was instrumental in the conduit to to him coming out of his dark days to where he is now. I've heard that story before, uh, you know, from, from people who suffer from mental illness. And then I read this article. Okay. I read this article today and uh, I was c- certainly brought to tears when I read about how this guy almost didn't make it through almost like literally Stevie without, uh, without giving too much away. Cause we want to hear it, We're going to hear it from him this week. Literally was, was driven to the edge to the brink of death from it. And, uh, it's just, a, you know, it's just a riveting, um, you know, encompassing story of someone that, thank God that never happened to me, but thank God it hasn't happened to anyone around you. But it does. It it happens a lot. And this guy was crippled, crippled with anxiety and fear and uh was never going to come out of it, but but obviously he did. And uh I I can't wait to talk to the guy because he's he's love love loves to try and help others with it. And Russ has a connection to him. He, he, he brings Russ up specifically in that article. Yeah. Uh, that without Russ and three or four other guys on that team, when he, Russ and uh, Corey played together in Vancouver. So uh, but it, it's, it's just one of these things, Stevie, where we have fun. You know, you talk about what we do every day, you know, on our show and what we have a ride on the suspendables. And then you get, you get this, you know, injection of unbelievable reality from what could happen, you know, and, uh, I know, you, I know you've read the piece itself and what, what did you think?
1: Well, it's, it's an unbelievable piece in that you, you're basically brought into Corey Hirsch's darkness, his world. The whole thing is zero to 60. You, you, you're in the midst of this awful situation that he found himself in and, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I've got, I've only read the first half of it, but that whole sports car scene, like, Whoa, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And, huh? and this is a Isn't guy it? that's, you know, this is in the throes of, you know, got a cup ring, just won an Olympic silver medal. Although that, that Peter Forsberg shootout move that, uh, I think they commemorated it on a stamp or something like that. it He was the guy in nets for that famous one handed shootout move by Peter Forsberg. So that's right. got to sit with you for a while, but, uh, it's one of those there but for the grace of god go i things uh, i think about a year ago where i was with just the covid thing my dad passing not getting any exercise compared to the right. way i feel right now like i can see it like obviously i never got close to that level but you can sort of right. you can sort of envision if this got much kept rolling downhill any further that, that one could find themselves in a pretty awful place, and that's where right. Corey Hirsch was. With that, we shall take our leave. Thanks for being with us. SteveWProject.com is our website. If you have any questions about the show or any feedback you'd like to uh, send our way, we'd love to hear it, and we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and
0: share the show with your friends and followers. We're at SteveWProject.com.